Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Southwestern Hockey. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for a long time, and I'm not alone. i got a couple of guests with me. Uh, we are live here in Tucson, not the Valley of the Sun, and I've got Robbie Leano through the window, and to my left, I have the Pierre Maguire to my Doc Emmerich, Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On NHL and Locked On LA Kings. Robbie, I'll let you speak now, because I've been talking for a while. What should we bring up next? I don't know. You got a uh, food tour of San Diego. I could talk about for a hot minute. The poutine in San Diego. Y'all got to try out. It's a spot called Mess Royale inside Pechanga Arena, whatever they're going to call it now. The guy that makes the poutine is from Quebec. And you know he's legit because he does have a Quebec Nordiques cap that he wears sometimes. If he's not there, he doesn't wear it. He leaves it there. And I was resistant to the fact that they had poutine of different flavors. They have their OG poutine, the maple bacon poutine. I get that. I was resistant to try the carne asada poutine for a year. I said, no, I'm not going to try it. And then he finally said, no, try it. And it has carne asada, banana peppers. It is really flipping good. You got to try it. See, the, the, the thing about poutine for me is, you know, I really want to like poutine, but... I, cheese curds, yeah, I, I can't do it. And like the cheese curds is like half of the appeal of poutine. Like I, I would and be I, and really I wish, sad. I wish I, I wish I could. I really wish I could, <laughs> but I can't. You need to find like a super hipster poutine place that has like vegan cheese or something. Like, which I know is not great. Like I've definitely had my share of vegan cheese as a person who should not eat dairy, but does yeah, anyway. But that sounds like it would taste but, worse though. Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, like I get, I get, I get not wanting to poutine it up if cheese is uh, uh, disagreeable. Let's say. <laughs> but that's not all they have there, by the way, Robbie. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have they have other stuff there. They have fish tacos. They have lobster tacos. The street tacos are. Re- it's San Diego. I know. I it's, just don't like lobster. <laughs> well, they don't like you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> Um, the other big thing that I do like is they do have really good donuts there, but they do them a little bit differently. They have the donuts with the San Diego Goals logo right there. Something that I think Tucson is missing. Well, because that's an independent cart right there. That's true. But how cool would it be if the Roadrunners had donuts with the logo on the donut? That the Kachina logo. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the little no, tiny donuts speak, speak, with the logo. Now, speaking of which, the two jerseys that you guys saw this weekend, El Lasso <laughs> and and the Kachina. Like you guys saw, you guys saw the, some of the best yeah. jerseys oh, you yeah. can see. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very high quality. And another thing, I guess another thing too, and to go go back to that Friday after the El Lasso game, you guys saw what what. The Arizona Coyotes and Tucson Roadrunners have been trying to do and appealing to the, to the Latinx fan base here in Arizona. I I loved it. I thought that 
you know, it, it was, it's such, any team, especially in this region of the country, that isn't tapping into that market and isn't doing what they can to to help grow the game in the Latinx community and everything is, you're 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 just burning money. Like, you could make so much money. And like, if if money's the thing, hi. Especially like, in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Arizona, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Jose, those are pretty high Hispanic population areas. Uh, you can even go to the uh, over over to the east uh, in uh, Florida, like mm-hmm. another like high Hispanic area. Like, why d- wouldn't you take yeah. advantage of that? Yeah, and I know like San Jose does. You know, not to give too much credit to our, our friends, the Chompy Boys, but uh, you know San Jose they do amazing theme. Like I have a San Jose Sharks Los Tiburones uh, sweatshirt because I was like, this is rad. I, I, I need it. Yeah, and I, I have a friend who lives in San Jose. He's a Kings fan, uh, and he went into the store for me into enemy territory in the Shark store and set, got me the, the sweatshirt and everything. But you know, San Jose does a great job. Um, the Kings have Francisco X Rivera doing. Uh, uh, Spanish language uh, broadcasting for them. Uh, you know, I know San Jose also does. Arizona does. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's just, you could make so much money. <laughs> and I, I think the same goes for social media too. Um, the Coyotes have uh, the Los Yotes mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. account, which that like it's specifically dedicated to anything in game and anything that the Coyotes tweet. It's the same stuff, but in Spanish. Yeah. There's a team you both are leaving out for reasons, but for very good reasons. What team are you both leaving out for reasons? Would that be the Anaheim Ducks, Alex Trebek? Correct for 600. And why do you think that they're leaving them out? Because they don't do enough. Do you know how many Spanish language broadcasts there have been for the Anaheim Ducks in their 27-year history? Like a big hot zero? I'd say like one or two. One. They've had one Spanish language broadcast and that is it. And speaking for myself, I mean, personally, that is disappointing. I thought they would have done it a lot more because there is a strong Hispanic community in Orange County. There's a lot of Latin people in Anaheim. And for them to do it only once is really disappointing. Uh, last season, I did the the podcast with Jesus Arate, who you know, by the way, who does a Spanish-language broadcast for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, that's true. Really, really good guy. Who, by the way, happens to also be from a state in Mexico that my family's from, Michoacan. Michoacan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I was born in Florida. <laughs> well, we are born in California, but... <laughs> yeah, but our, but our families are from Michoacan. Yes, I'm they very are. very Swedish. Yeah, which, by the way... All the hockey people that we know from Mexico happen <laughs> from to be from Michoacan. So maybe that's the hot hockey state. But you know what we can talk about first? <laughs> uh, you drive a very fast car. I do drive a very fast car. It, it and goes room vroom. It goes room vroom. And we just filled up with uh, with the uh, the premium gas. And it made it went, ex- it went extra room vroom. <laughs> but the huge thing is, you know, obviously a car like that needs good repair parts. They do. And you know where you can get those repair parts from? I've heard of this website called rockauto.com. Is that it? That is it. Sweet. You know, they have parts for every car you could think of, including uh, an Aston Martin, a Ferrari. They have Mustang parts. They do have Mustang parts. And I can tell you, the price is there so much better than going to a chain store. 
Like, oh. significantly better. Like, no, no no comparison. Way better. So you got to go to rockauto.com right now. And what should they put in the how did you hear about us box? Uh, I think they should say that Locked On sent you. And if you want to get really extra super specific, you can name perhaps Locked On Coyotes or Locked On Kings or Locked On Ducks or Locked On Southwest Tucson Food Road Trip Hockey <laughs> Show. Uh, but just tell them just tell them that, uh, that Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box when you go visit rockauto.com to get all the cool parts that you need for your car or your truck. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. We, I kind of got into this little match with a couple of the goals fans because I showed scenes from Tucson Arena. I didn't tweet about the game. I left that to Sarah for Locked on Kings. And I was like, I'm not going to tweet about the rain because they're not the team I cover. I cover the goals. But I wanted to get more a sense of everything that happens around the arena. And that's why I was so happy that you told me about this, Robbie, when you told me about all the stuff they do for the Latinx community out here, I was thrilled to see the Spanish language Twitter account and then to see the mariachis out there and then to see them, the mariachi national anthem. Did you, I felt it. Did you get a little bit of chill at the end? It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was great. Like the little bit of that little violin uh, tremolo at the end with the last chord. I was like, oh, oh it's so good. So you have the mariachis out there. And then you had Dusty, our, our good pal Dusty. He had the mascot jersey, and in the back of it, I had to get a picture of this. It said El Polvo. <laughs> in the back. For, for, for the boring English-only speakers, can you uh, can you clarify what El Polvo means, sir? Just Roadrunner. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and then I, a one goals fan said, hold up, wait a minute. Is that a Sugar Skull Roadrunner? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> They go full force into the Dia de los Muertos. Because um, I told you about this. Because Tucson, in at least in the United States, has the biggest Dia de los Muertos parade every year. They didn't happen last year because of the COVID pandemic. But it's a they make a big deal about it down here. It's like you know, it's like they, it's a big question. It's, hey, you're coming down to the parade, and then are you coming down to make some sugar skulls or you know be a part of the entire festival? It is massive. People flock from across the entire nation to come to Tucson Dio de Suentos Parade. It's something that we don't have in California, unfortunately. I mean, maybe downtown L.A., Olvera Street, and that's it. But, I mean, there is a big Latinx community out here. And the fact that there are goals fancying, why don't we have that here? They tried to do something once. It was Luce Libre night. That was their version of it. And the and, and the biggest answer for that, at least in the case for the for the Coyotes and Roadrunners' sake, is their CEO is the first Latinx CEO of an NHL club in Javier Gutierrez. So, and that that was his goal. You know, before when he first got named the CEO and president of the Coyotes, he's like, I want to expand the fan base into the Latinx community, and that. And ever since then, we that's when they unveiled the El Lasso jerseys and the El Lasso Knights and for the Roadrunners and everything else for the Coyotes. And they've been doing a phenomenal job. So I guess the big question is, why don't we see this in certain markets? I am going to call out San Diego a little bit. Like, why haven't we seen this more in those kind of communities? That boggles my mind. It is a good. It is a good question, and it has to be answered because you know. Because again, again, this Southwest is very, very Hispanic populated. 
Yeah, I mean, it's something that I know we could talk about for ages, but isn't it disappointing that we don't have it more? Yeah. yeah. It is very disappointing. I mean, and Sarah, I, I will give like the plug for your podcast because I, I love it. Um, you got to interview Francisco X. Rivera, which was one of my favorite interviews ever. Yeah, he uh, he was great to talk to, as, as well as every so often you interview a guest where you're like, I really wish that I could monopolize this person's time more than the 30 minutes that I like asked very nicely to have um, because I could have talked to him for quite some time about all, all the work that you know that he's been doing and that he's been doing trying to help push the Kings into doing more things to reach out to the community and uh, you know recognize that that's how you grow the game and we, we talk so much in the NHL about how do we get more fans how do we grow the game how do we get a bigger fan base how do we you know keep hockey going for future generations and that's how you do it by reaching out to communities who aren't aren't being served by it yet. Like every white kid in Canada knows about, about hockey, but there's so many other people who we, ha- we haven't reached yet. Uh, so it was great to get to talk to, to uh, Francisco X Rivera. He made his English language play by play debut this season, uh, calling a couple of Ontario rain games. And, uh, I certainly hope he get, he gets to do more of it. Uh, and, uh, just, just the greatest guy, and uh, I'll maybe remember to drop a link to that one on on, on the Locked on LA Kings Twitter uh, because it, it was a pretty good conversation with him about uh, just all the work the Kings are doing to to appeal to people other than um, people who look like me. <laughs> I mean, he came out he came out to Toyota Arena last season and really promoted the fact that he was the new Spanish language broadcaster for the LA Kings, where he does maybe a dozen games a season. Well, what I really liked about that interview, Sarah, was the fact that he talked a lot about the charity work that he did, uh, raising awareness for the game. I think you mentioned Mexico City, mm-hmm. where he goes down there at least once or twice every year and tries to build it down there, right? Yeah, I know, and he, he goes down there, and this year there was a big partnership with the Kings. Uh, you know, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they couldn't send people there, but they were doing it over Zoom and everything. Uh, so, you know, just this a Zoom with a whole bunch of, like, little kids from Mexico City all learning how to, like, stick handle and everything. Uh, so it was really great to see the, the investment that, that's there and the work that guys like Francisco X. Rivera have been doing to help drive that investment and make make the Kings and make AEG and whoever controls the purse strings stand up and say, like, oh, cool, we're going to do this. I mean, that that's the ultimate hope is to raise that much more awareness. And, hey, maybe, maybe one day we can get someone that was born in Mexico up to at least Maybe at least semi-pro hockey, maybe to the ECHL or AHL. How cool would that be? That would be that'd be pretty cool. I mean, you know, especially you know someone who is half Mexican. You know, to see that kind of thing, it's like you know, be proud about that. Mm-hmm. Feel I mean, that. I mean, I was proud. I was proud on Friday with the El Lazo night. Yeah, so was I. Like when I first when they when they first debuted it, I think earlier in the season they. I was like, these are awesome. I love it. The jerseys are fantastic. They're so flipping cool. The school roadrunner. Yeah. Like I am. Uh, one of you two tweeted it at me. The 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 logo. I did. You did. Yeah. Uh, and one of my friends responded and was like, "Oh, Sarah's already thinking about her next <laughs> tattoo." Um, I have several weird birds tattooed on me, and uh, I I have a penchant for both weird birds and things that are vaguely creepy. So like bird skull thing i was like well that's really rad um but yeah i i felt very seen by everyone involved in that exchange what about sugar skull bird 
I mean, I, Disco Roadrunner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, as as a white person, I would feel too like culturally appropriative of of the sugar skull bird, but I think it's very cool looking. I, I would it be my next weird tattoo? No, um, that would be unfortunate, but I, it's very rad. The whole thing is rad. <laughs> uh, we we're kind of circling back to the Latinx community in hockey, and. Yeah, I'm I'm going to circle back to Anaheim just to finish off by saying let's have more than one game every 25 years. Let's make this an annual thing for at least Dia de los Muertos or what the Kings are doing, a dozen games a year. You know, Francisco X Rivera, you know, he's calling the Spanish games. And, oh, that's right. The other thing, Francisco was the first Spanish-speaking announcer for a hockey game in English because he did the rain games in English. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not Spanish. Mm-hmm. So to be able to see that moment for the Ontario, you got to be super yeah. proud yeah. of that. Yeah. Like to cover the rain. And you got to be super proud to have that happen. You know, like I I was proud. I was happy to see it. <laughs> there was a little part of me going, ah, it can happen. It can. Yeah. We, we can do play by play. Yeah, we can. Next, uh, and after that, I got to focus on the Filipino side. Yeah. Wait, do you do you know Tagalog? I don't know Tagalog, but oh. I, I I can learn. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll team up with Justin Bradford for that. You mentioned his name earlier, so. <laughs> Wait, now does he know Tagalog? Probably does. I think I think I mentioned I think he mentioned that he does because we're talking like I was on a, I was on another podcast with him before the. Uh, before the Coyotes Predators series last uh, last year, and we just started talking about, it and we both found out it was like, I, well, he he realized right away I was Filipino, and I realized right away he was, so we started talking random about that. And... Yeah. <laughs> so our friends at Bet Online, they have every sport imaginable, including MLB, the NBA, oh NBA playoffs. That's coming up right there. Yeah. And a certain team from the Valley, they're in it, aren't they? Yeah, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you can, uh, I might as well plug the, plug those guys. Uh, they're, I, they seem like pretty nice guys. Our friends are uh, the sister podcast over at Locked On Phoenix Suns. And I'll shout out the Locked On Lakers and Locked On Clippers because, hey, they're both in it somehow. But you can check out betonline.ag and check out all the sports they have there, including baseball, basketball, NHL playoffs, Reality TV, fighting, fighting, politics. They do have politics on there. That's... I know. That's, <sighs> that, we'll just say that's a thing. <laughs> so go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code Locked On to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, for example, if you deposit two hundred and fifty dollars, I don't know why I said that, then you get an extra one twenty-five on your first deposit. <laughs> yes, yes. He's just showing off with his math nonsense, man. See, JD, I, I went, I went to school for journalism because I don't know math. So let's not do this. Stats, Wait, stats stop, guy, right don't, here. Don't shame us. Anyway, <laughs> that is betonline.ag promo code locked on gets you a fifty percent welcome bonus, and they are the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Uh, so there was one other thing that I kind of skipped over, 
why are we having a playoff in the American Hockey League specific division? Why? Well, from what I remember, obviously they said no Calder Cup because of travel restrictions and yeah, a bunch of other problems that can happen. <laughs> but they said every division has a chance to do their own playoffs should they want to. Central Division said no. North Division said no. The Atlantic Division, Atlantic Division said no. The uh, there's another there's a fourth one too. There's five there's five divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, the other made up division. <laughs> okay, so Central, North, Atlantic. Was it just? No, there's five. There's, there's, five. Five. there's absolutely five because five having five the, divisions the, the, is or the Canadian because Canadian was its own was it was oh was yeah oh, yeah it was just like Canada yeah yeah, yeah. so the Canadian division um, also said no the Pacific division for some reason said yes the sad thing was I kind of figured it would be the Pacific division because I've been hearing rumblings about it all year long yeah yeah pretty much so why are we doing this money 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 money. <laughs> And I think you said a TV contract. There is a TV contract there. San Diego has the contract with Fox 5 and the CW. But again, So this is your fault? Wow. This is not We are going to blame it on them. Yes. Sweet. Awesome. I mean, we could. But, but, but none of the games are even... Actually, the play-in games are being played in Irvine, California. But after that, it's Vegas and... Because oh that's right Vegas has a TV contract I forgot about that they have their own little weird thing on like a sub channel Vegas oh great <laughs> yeah at the Orleans Arena but the big story about that was you know the players have to pay for their own medical yeah no they're not insured mm-hmm. and they're not getting paid mm-hmm. either I mean what were your thoughts when you heard that they're not getting paid and have to pay for their own insurance. I mean, I, I knew they didn't get paid because that's just sort of standard, which I also think is total BS that hockey players don't get played for the, the, the paid for the playoffs. And like, it's one thing if you're, you know, highest paid guy, like Connor McDavid, whatever. But if you're, you know, Bob fourth line forward uh, making league minimum, that kind of stinks. Uh, but, you know, so the, the pay is one thing, but to also... Uh, to, to have to do the insurance thing on your own, like extra garbage, extra garbage. Yeah, yeah. especially like especially on a dangerous game like hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, oh god. Yeah. yeah. No dislike. And the other can of worms, all the new prospects that are going to be playing. We mentioned Quentin Byfield being one of those prospects. Do you want to risk some kind of serious injury? To showcase Quentin Byfield on this weird playoff. Well, I wasn't worried about that before, but now I am. Here's a, here's a couple other things too. Since you mentioned players that um, that could throw a wrench into everything, is uh, for example, do the Nashville Predators allow Tucson to dress Michael Carcone? because he's mm. oh, because mm. Michael Carcone just decided because because. Milwaukee decided mm-hmm. not to play this year, so he went over to Tucson. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because Nashville probably has a pretty big say in mm-hmm. what happens, too. Because, right? yeah. obviously, they're doing their own thing right now, you know? Yeah. 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 No, this is... I like it less and less. <laughs> I mean, is it okay to be enthusiastic about it, but also hate that it's happening? So, yes, because it's like, you know what? We get to talk about hockey for a couple more days. 
But it's like you look at the whole grand scheme of things and you look at the article that came out mm -hmm. over the weekend and you're just like, there's a million problems wrong here. It's just yeah. not good. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, not to like make this too serious, but we are all people with our own platform to talk about these things. And so, you know, regardless of what happens, like we can't boycott it and we can't be like, I'm not going to talk about this because I disagree with it. I mean, you could, but I, I feel like all of our bosses would be like, excuse me. Hi. That's kind um, of, this is your job right here. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like, I, I, I could see it being like, Hey, so you just spent the whole week talking about your favorite television shows instead of talking about the hockey that your team is playing. Um, but you know, I, I think that we, because we have this platform to talk about hockey and to talk about things like this, like, why are we doing this? I feel like we also have the responsibility to question it. And, you know, it's like, no one's listening to the play. Like, you know, the, the players union put out that statement that was like, hey, we are super not into this. Uh, and it seemed like it didn't really get much traction outside of, um, um, you know, H AHL media nerds. Right. And I do have the quote here, if you allow me to read this really quick. So this is a quote from the PHPA executive director, Larry Landon, where he said, quote, I'm disappointed in the AHL Pacific Division's decision as it disregards the wishes of the vast majority of the players within the Pacific Division. These concerns were communicated to the league on several occasions, end quote. And by the way, that vote was 133 to 8. Not in favor of having this Pacific Division playoff. So the Players Union is obviously pretty irate about it. And I know how most players, we know how most players feel. They don't want to play. They want to go back home. And we could think of a couple players in particular that we saw today that kind of had the sense that maybe they don't want to go to this playoff. And that's and, and that's why we asked the question about that in the press conference after the uh, um, after the last the last game, the Tucson Ontario game. And uh, obviously, I'll probably play more more clips from some of the other players. I mentioned Cal Cabobianca earlier, but we'll, we'll probably hear from Jeremy Gaguar or uh, the, the others too. So, yeah, but but I, but I still question if this is the right thing to do. I really do. It's not. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> there's not actually a question. It's like, not the right thing. Yeah, to it's, do. it's like yeah, you, you don't question it. You don't question it. You just you just know this is not a good this is not a good idea. And that's gonna do it for part two of the AHL Tucson Old Pueblo Super Crossover with Locked On Kings, Locked On Coyotes, and Locked On Ducks. Robbie Leonio, Jason Hernandez, and Sarah Avampato all. Meeting up in the old Pueblo this last weekend to discuss uh, various different topics from the great food tour of Tucson uh, to uh, even a little bit of food in San Diego just discussing. Um, and uh, the upcoming AHL Pacific Division playoffs. Um, you heard us today talk about whether or not it was a good idea. Coming up in uh, later this week, we will talk more about the AHL playoffs. Uh, tomorrow, we will recap the Tucson Roadrunners as they, w by uh, this time that you'll be listening to tomorrow's episode, who have already completed their uh, first game, their first play-in game uh, against the San Jose Barracuda. That game coming up today at 1 p.m. over in Irvine, California. Uh, so we will uh, do a recap of that game as best we can, and discuss what we uh, what we heard from from that game, and you know maybe the Roadrunners will advance 
to the next round against uh, who knows by this time. We will find out more about that as we continue to go on. Other than that, we will have more uh, more news about the uh, well um, from this uh, from this crossover. Uh, it's just it's just the final bit of the conversation coming up uh, later this uh, later this week in part three of the Tucson Super Crossover Weekend. Hope you guys, uh, if you guys want to stay tuned on how we how each of these episodes get dropped, be sure to subscribe to Locked On Coyotes. These episodes uh, edited slightly differently will also be. Over on our friends at Locked On LA Kings and Locked On Anaheim Ducks. So go ahead and follow them as well. Give them a subscription. Give them a like. Uh, because uh, we all help each other out here this weekend. Um, I'm just now just just kind of vamping here. Right, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to end this episode. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Coyotes. And interact with us on social media at... L-O underscore Coyotes and myself at Robbie on your one. And just ask the question, if you want to know anything about the Coyotes this offseason, about the Roadrunners, we will go ahead and answer them on a future episode of the podcast if you direct us, direct any questions directly to either of our social media accounts. Um, we love interaction. But anyways, thanks again, once again, everyone for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.